Welcome to another uh, Zoomcast from the Daily Stampede. Uh, we've been, you know, graciously uh, uh, welcomed with uh, Augie Sanchez, USF's all-time leading tackler, and quarterback Stephen Bench from Mr. Former Penn State, and Mr. Tampa himself, Chris Oladokin, who is now at Stanford and uh, kind of throwing the pill around a little bit. I appreciate y'all hopping on. Um, Got Will Kennedy, former equipment manager at uh, USF, and spent a year at Northwestern. So he's all about the the Big Ten now, and and sports, and and football, and cold weather. So I appreciate y'all <laughs> hopping on. Point of this uh, Zoom call is uh, we put together the top uh, top uniforms of the decade uh, from 2010 to 2019, and we we whittled it down to the top ten. And we're going to get your thoughts, the guys who wore those jerseys, and see uh where our staff uh, hit and missed on on the top 10 here uh so i'm going to start sharing my screen and we'll we'll take it from there uh you guys just chime in whenever you have a thought and we'll go, we'll go from there number 10 uh it got an 8.0 from our our panel here um it's 2015 2016 101 it's white white green um We've we've dubbed this white helmet with the oversized gold U God's helmet. Um, I, think it's, I think it's the best helmet USF's worn, um, maybe outside of the, the breast cancer awareness helmet. Um, thoughts from the guys who wore it, uh, you know, 2015, 2016. What did you guys think when, when you saw those helmets, when you saw the, the outfit, the, the uniform uh, choice for that game? Uh, what, what was going through your head? Uh, let's start with that bench and we'll go from there. Oh, um. I was digging these. I like these a lot. I think I only got to wear these uh, once. Um, but definitely the the white. I'm a big fan. I told you earlier, I like the all white anyways. But, like, I like the white on white um, on top. And so I'm, I'm a big fan. I think eight's good for this. The 8.0 is good for this. Good. Chris, you, you wore it once in 2016. Um, actually, you may not have. It was a road game. I, did, did you travel 2016? Yeah, I, I traveled. I wore it. Okay, so what what did you think of the fits? Um, you know how did how did it look? Was it, where where would this rank in your 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 top uh, jerseys that you wore in your career at USF? I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, the white helmet with the, the oversized U that was my favorite helmet that we wore. I thought it was clean, and you know that year, uh, my freshman year, everyone had a visor too. So like you see, Rodney had the visor. Like I just feel like that completed the completed the helmet. So. Uh, you know the white on white that was that was a good look for us, but yeah, I'd, I'd say eight. The eight's a good rating for this for this uniform. And Augie, you wore both years. Uh, you know what? Where does this rank for you? Uh, I think it's kind of cla- I mean, it's kind of classic USF. It's not too much flair. It's not too much swag like kind of the other ones you got later on. Um, so I mean, I think it's good at at eight eight point oh two. I I mean, I, I'm with Chris. That was probably my favorite helmet we wore, just because it was just so. Just like sleek and and fresh looking. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the helmet I kept too for my senior year. Is like the the white and gold one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So get the visor on it. Absolutely, bro. I might, I just wear it around the house every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, you know. I said yeah, understated jersey pant combo, and then God's helmet really sets the mood. Um, it was a universally loved uh you know by our staff and then uh number nine uh this the, i think this is what i deem the, the new classic look um it was a 2016 2017 usf five and one in this in this uh this combo um 
don't know if y'all remember this, the Syracuse game spotting them 17 points uh, before blowing their doors off. I think he won by like 20. Um, no bench. I don't think you, you did not wear this one, but Augie. I mean, what do you guys think of the the, the new classical ways? Um, I I think those are, man. I know I just said the white was my all time favorite, but man, looking at those gold helmets, it's kind of I almost want to revert back on this because I love when you went out in those gold ones. It was just kind of like it kind of brought some spotlight to it. Um, and and you know we were five and one in those, so it makes those even better. Uh, but I think I'm with you. I think that was the the classic look for what last year as well. Um, for right most of the years now. Ever since Charlie got there, that's been the away look. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. It probably is the classic look now for most part, but I like those helmets and I think the helmets make those, those pop the most. I, I did like these, uh, you know, when we first got these helmets or I saw these helmets, uh, I always wish we had the white helmets back just because I thought it looked better. Just the all white look looked better. But, um, I, I liked these helmets. What I thought was weird about these helmets though, was the face mask. Cause it was a different green than the U on our helmets. So I always thought that was a little weird. But uh, overall, I, li- I liked the helmets. And I always liked the white-on-white look. Mm. Dang, I didn't even know that, Chris. You got more swag than me on these things, though. I like the detail a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like the detail a lot. I, I remember when we first got them, like, you know, our U sort of darker green. And then the face mask was like, it was lighter. It was almost like a, it was like between a neon and like a dark green. So I was like, I mean, that's a little, that's a little odd. Now that you mean it, like I remember it, but I would never have thought about that unless you didn't say anything. Yeah, hmm. I remember that bothered me for a while when they when those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, another uh, number eight. Checking in number eight. Uh, another eight uh, point oh. Uh, I didn't get to wear this, but this is number one. And I, I, this is this is the best uniform in USF history. Doesn't matter it's the decade or not this is the best one they've ever i didn't even get to wear this one this one's the goat though i saw this uh i saw jeremy showed me this one like drawn up or whatever um like my senior year bro and this is this is the goat for me for sure eight is too low <laughs> I'd, I'd agree with steve on that i think eight's too low for this one i got this jersey at the house right now in uh this was – I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but this was, like, definitely top three for me. This When we when we wore this, I didn't – I don't even think – I might have maybe played a couple plays this game, but, I mean, I felt clean on the sideline. I felt like a like an All-American on the sideline with these jerseys. <laughs> so, I'm with Ben. This is my number one. Yeah, uh, bro. This is just uh, phenomenal, bro. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this is what USF was getting to was just kind of like that I mean, we were pumping out uniform combos that were just legit, I mean, for a couple of years. Yeah. And that would top it off. That was our senior night. So that one kind of has a little more special special value to me. But, man, those were fresh. When we ran out and everyone saw those, and I don't know, you just – it was like that's how we played. We were fast. We were – it was just at the yeah. end of that class, that was just who we were. And, like, that was just a way to cap it off with those. And I wish we got to wear them more. I used to always tell Taggart, and I love those sofas. He hated them. Because uh, we didn't, we lost our first two games mm-hmm. wearing the fucking sprites, and everyone would wear the neon, the neon loose 
shirt under a yeah. uh, jersey. See, I, that was that Aiden was dope too. That's up there too. Like, I like that. I, that yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it. As a, I, I was a freshman, and I, Tice broke like a long one on like a little screen, and he had the their shirt over it. Flat he, he got dragged by. <laughs> Tiger starts going off. Like, don't wear everyone tuck that shit and won't never wear this shit again. I was like, damn. <laughs> High school shit, bro. Who cares? <laughs> you know, that that Townsend jersey uh that you're talking about in the 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 neon green. Uh, yeah. I think that was uh for me, I think I wrote it, I think it came in at like number eleven or twelve or something for us. And what I wrote uh I think was um if fans didn't know that this twenty sixteen team was gonna be special, they knew by that jersey and that night. Um the that uh, that was a great combo, and I know all the old people hated it because the neon green that the shirts were untucked. But I thought it just gave it a, a different pop than uh, you yeah. know some of the other ones we had seen. Yeah, that SoFlo series though was legit. Even the all blacks that they wore, that's bro. Even like the baseball team and the basketball team had fire SoFlo yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That just made us seem like that just made us seem like we were with it, like we were with the times. Like, yeah, let's get bro. it. Like, we're ready to play ball because we're with it. I loved it. Yeah. All right. Number seven, checking in at 8.2. Uh, worn 2014-2015 uh, USF, unfortunately, 0-2 in this. Um, I don't get how this is higher than the other one. Yeah, yeah. The other one, dude, the other, get, one's, yeah, the other one's way better. I yeah. agree. The other one's better. Fair. That is all fair points. All fair points. Um, and, you know, Will said the exact same thing. I think uh, – Eight was better than seven here. I do like it. The the thing I don't like about this jersey is uh, if the USF was like a different color, because it just kind of bleeds into the number. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it was like white, I think it could pop a little bit more. But other than that, I mean, I I still really liked it. Um, I hate white helmets. Like that, they are the bane of my existence. Like the early like (laughs) early two thousand ten helmets were awful. Um, This one's nice. (laughs) And then the matte whites with the oversized view is kind of where I, I draw the line for white helmets. But, you know, overall, I mean, 2015, I think this is the Memphis game. Um, the game kind of uh, pissed away a little bit. Um, but, hey, it, it all worked out for the better, I think. Uh, well, shoot, that was the game actually where the whole thing's turned around. Where yeah, you finally that was had guys care. And everybody was like, dude, we did everything you asked and got our ass kicked out here. Whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't get our ass kicked. We lost by like three points. <laughs> it's an L. It is an L. But it, that was the game where it was like, all right, we can play. Yeah, because Memphis that, like, was legit. You, that's when they yeah, had after that, everybody went to Willie. Yeah. Was like, dude, you got to let us off the leash, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And what Syracuse like a week or two after it, and it was a game. It was, after. The, next, it was the next yeah. game. Yeah, it was the next game. Yeah, that was uh that was good. You know, I, I agree. I think the top six are kind of where it goes. I mean, uh, number six, 8.4, uh, 2016, 1-0. Uh, this it. was basically Quentin's perfect game. Um, it was the most ridiculous game I've ever seen in my life. This game was cold. <laughs> the game was cold. <laughs> I was, was cold. Um, I mean, the, I, the green mat with oversized you and the whites uh, kind of finishing up the, the combo are fantastic. Um, you guys prefer the matte white with the gold oversized you to this one? With the with yeah, the but I like these. I still like these. Yeah, but these are clean too. I used to I used to like the oversized you regardless. Yeah, Either, I'll take. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Looking at all these uniforms, we are pretty souped up, man. These are these are all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the equipment staff when, once they kind of found their groove and found the realized what the identity of the team was, that they they really kind of took off. And I think the oversized U helmets, the Soplo stuff, I think that really, um, you know, epitomized what what that those Taggart era, you know, 2015, 2016. Uh, teams were were about and there was it was swag and you're going to be really really fast and we're going to punch you in the mouth and I think that was it and you know final question Augie Chris did Dietrich have <laughs> pass interference on those two plays in the end zone and just be honest, I mean it's you can't was it was a DPI oh for sure oh, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna let Augie talk but I, from where I was sitting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were letting them play though. That was the that was the Anthony Miller kid, and yeah. we we couldn't stop them all game. It was just the it was they got they had us schemed up on the pin and pull, and then towards the end of that game we went zero coverage. Dietrich said, "Hey, I want to get him." We said, "Let's get it then," and and he stopped. What he went three for three. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. he went three for three. And the last that was a great game. questionable. I mean, this oh yeah, that was physical. That was a physical little deal there. He could have got if he would have got called. I don't think anyone would have been been would have been able to argue it. No, absolutely no. not. It was um, for sure. Was this you know was this the best game you all ever saw Quentin play in person? I th- I think like this was just another level of of Quentin Flowers that I don't think had been realized at that point. I'd say I'd say this game and uh, UCF. When we played at their place, 2017. 2017, yeah. I said I don't know. He's had so many. I know, that's what I'm saying. You you go you go play that Navy game where he comes back from a hurt hurt deal, and he comes back from a hurt hamstring and busts that 80 yard run to start the game. Bro, then you he got chopped, the, he chopped up UConn like it wasn't shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't. So there's that. I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> but. but um, well, I didn't see a person. His his best game, I'd say, was UCF, bro. That was that was crazy. But even in that game against Tulsa, when y'all wore the the white silk clothes with, with the neon, he had some like the stupidest runs I've ever seen in my life. Like he just like ran like four yards and stopped on a dime, made like two Tulsa dudes run into each other and just go around them. I knew I knew Q was gonna have a good game when he'd come to the sideline and be like, tell them to give me the ball. Once he said give me the ball one time, it was over with. Like he was gonna take over every time. I'm low key biased towards Q, but I, he's like the one of the most underrated college football players I think ever. I think we're all kind of biased towards, <laughs> but, but yeah. But, but some of that the stuff he did, if you really sit and honestly, I'll take it with. I'll even go Marlon Mack. They they showed that that run today against him against UCF. Oh, those dude. two together. Come on, man. Yeah, like yeah, whatever. We all knew him, and we're biased towards. But come on, that chunk, the stuff those dudes put on film together was unreal. In 17 against UCF, Q had more yards than the entire UCF offense by himself. Yeah, he was he was freaky, man. He really was. That that shit is dumb. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It was uh, something to watch. Uh, I couldn't imagine watching on the sidelines every day and seeing it in practice. I mean, uh, yeah, it is incredible. All right, so we're in the top five now. Uh, these are, I mean, top five, I think you can kind of pick and choose. Um, this is an 8.7. This was 
2016, uh, one and two in this combo. Um, green, white, green. What do you guys think? I think this is a pretty classic look as well. I'm with you. I think it's classic. I think it's just that kind of is like looks like old school USF. I mean, I like it. Like I said, I feel like every time you're showing these jerseys, I'm like, okay, I don't see anything wrong with any of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was a definitely a traditional look. I mean, the over, like I said, the oversized U really makes the uniform, in my opinion. For sure. Did we ever wear green, white, white? Uh, for the helmet? Uh, green helmet and then white, yeah, yeah. white and white. Green helmet, white uniform. Uh, I'd have to double check through our through our. I feel like we never did. Mm, that's yeah. Wait. Oh, right there. My that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That was the one before that. My bad. I'm <laughs> tripping. That's why it's on my mind. My bad. I apologize. <laughs> no I, I would put that one ahead of this one. I would put that one ahead of this one for sure. Mm. Okay. Yeah. They, I mean, these were. I'm a, I'm a slut for all white. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> We all love number one, then. All right, number four, 2015-2016. This is an 8.8. .8. This is I like a lot. The Miami Beach Bowl set. Uh, I think this is pretty flawless. Uh, I think this is the best uniform. Like, generic, non-like, so flow or, or military. But this is the best generic USF uniform I think they've ever worn. Yeah, this this uniform was fire. With the with the white helm and the white pants. This Yeah. Yeah, this is fire. This is the best green jersey uniform. Yeah, for USA. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Sucks we got beat that game, man. I, I low key have an attachment. I see these records, and I'm getting frustrated. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, the only other time you wore this was Florida State, and Rodney caught the pass on like the first play of the game. Everybody's going buck, and then the rest of the game just didn't go as well. Yeah, stayed, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it, it was still fantastic. Season. They look clean as hell. They do. Yeah, those are clean. Those are those are fresh. Yeah, so that was the number. That was number four, eight point eight. That's pretty good. Um, number three, nine point one. This is twenty sixteen one and zero. I would assume this is the Navy game. That's the Navy game. That's where he busted that. That's where we busted. That's where we we smacked them. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a clean, clean look. I love um, – I know there's a tie-in to this, you know, out uh, jersey combo with uh, the airfield that USF was built on and, you know, being able to pull that out for for Navy. And I love the, the USF, um, how it's spelled out like that. I think this is this is a top, a top jersey for me as well. Um, you know, what was it? You know, 2016, you guys were wearing this. What was this – Shock! When did you guys know that you were going to be wearing this? Um, how, how did that go down? No, I, I loved this uniform uh, when it first came out. You know, I was a freshman too, so I already I already thought every jer jersey was clean. But when we got this uniform, they said we could keep it. This one, this one's hanging up in my room too. You know, on the back too that you can't see. You know, you got the American flag and stuff too. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that jersey combo is legit. It it uh, it's our senior. It was our senior night one, so we got it framed. But it's just pretty – that jersey is just cool for everything it embodies, the United States and then, like you said, the airfield. We, I don't think we knew about this jersey until we walked in that day. But it just – I don't know, just how the USF is, like, kind of in that Army letter, it was just legit. Yeah, I think, I think that and then the shoulders and then the, the detail in the oversized U, I think that's what kind of makes it. And the, the, 
you know, the undersleeves, um, the, you know, the, the tight undersleeve for the, for Quentin here. It looks, looks awesome. Yeah. That's a legit Jersey behind that. So flow, that's probably my number two. Yeah. They did their thing with this one. All right. So we're in the top two here. Number two with a 9.2 wore it 2015, 2016. It's the, uh, Breast cancer awareness uh, jerseys. Um, some call it the watermelon jerseys. Uh, others, <laughs> others call it perfect. Um, others being me, I think the helmet is just phenomenal. Um, I think green and pink just work, and it just kind of pops, especially with the, the pink letters, uh, the pink uh, you know trim around the numbers. Uh, what do you guys think when you guys saw this? You know, uh, all the swag that y'all wore. Uh, you know, the the different accessories. How how did you guys? feel about this uh, combo i was just gonna say i wasn't digging that one honestly um i like i like the pink accessories and stuff right like i like the pink sleeves and all, all that and i'm also digging the helmet but like as the as a uniform i was not a big fan of these that's fair yeah like i, I thought these would have been what what was part two the, the meh these would have been meh for me <laughs> <laughs> okay okay no, I, I I personally liked them, but I only liked them because of all the accessories we had with them. You know, we had the sleeves, we had the gloves, uh, we had socks that game. You know, we had we had it all decked out. So that's the only reason I liked it. If if we didn't have any of that, I think the accessories really made the jersey. Like you see some of them out there playing and stuff. Like I'm sure Augie went out there with just socks and cleats on. <laughs> <laughs> It might it might have looked a little a little suspect with Augie, but you know if you had the, <laughs> I thought it was clean. Uh, I liked them. I mean, I just I think with all these like specialty jerseys, they were just cool to wear during that. Like, just because and two, you're supporting a good cause, so maybe not the best on on the looks, but the cause and just kind of the you know the difference than than the normal was just cool to be a part of. Like Chris said, I wasn't like the most swaggy person. I went out there with. <laughs> with pink socks and pink gloves and that was all my accessories so <laughs> yeah i mean i just i really enjoy the pink uh pink's a phenomenal color i think it goes with almost anything um yeah i just i really liked it and then uh drum roll please number one is i think probably it's simple it's perfect um it 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 was just been phenomenal with a 9.4 uh five and oh between 2015 and 2016 in this combo. God's helmet and then white on white. I mean, straight stormtrooper <laughs> look. Um, Birmingham ball win. I mean, what was uh, you know, your thoughts? Let's start with uh, Augie here on this one. Well, I, I like it just because we were 5-0. and oh, we, we didn't really lose. Uh, but that's a clean look. It's I know everyone loves the all-white look, and you go down there, and I think one game we went all-white cleats with it. So that look is, I mean, it's unmatched. White is so clean and just, you know, one of those deals that you can't really duplicate. Chris. Yeah, like, I mean, like you said, we went 5-0 and in these uniforms. I mean, I feel like when we wore all white, we just had, like, a different swag about us. We had a different energy. Like, we, when we walked in the locker room, we saw all white, we already knew, like, it was time to play. So, I mean, you know, you can't beat the white on white on white look. That's yeah, bro, I'm 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 all in on the all white. Like I said, I would have done the all white the all white soflows as number one, and then these would be my number two all day. Um, the, I like they said, bro, all white's undefeated. Even like 
when we were Penn State, everyone loved all white. Like, every team's got – I mean, like, the Falcons' new jerseys are pretty awful, and their all-white look is going to be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, all-white yeah. is just – You can't mess up all-white. Every time. Yeah. Like, like and the simpler, the better. The simpler, the better. You feel me? Like, the more white you can get on there, the better. Yeah, the white helmet is really, what to me, what makes it, like, perfect. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Chris and Augie, you guys wore, uh, you know, the, uh, I guess, Augie, you didn't, your final year was uh, the final year Under Armour. So, Chris, 2018, uh, first year Adidas, right? Um, the away whites were so much better than the home greens. Is that so much better? Fair? Yeah, they were so much better. I didn't really like the greens, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I thought they were just. They look pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. Adidas looks pretty goofy. Yeah, I, I just – like, I thought Adidas – like, when we are getting Adidas, I was like, dang, we're going to have these tie behind uniforms. Like, we're going to be looking sleek and thin. Like, but when we – when I got the, the all greens, none of us really liked wearing the green uniforms. We they always – like They pulled out, like, a generic JUCO uniform and just put South Florida on and we're like, all right, bet, here you go. Yeah, I was seeing, like <laughs> – I was seen in like D three schools and like community colleges with the same jersey we had in yeah, high school yeah. teams with just except we had whatever we had on. I don't even remember what we had on it to be honest. South Florida, we had South Florida on it. I, don't, I think Adidas, like the sideline gear and stuff is, is dope. It's probably better than Under Armour's, but the the uniforms are just not they're not it to me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm all in on Under Armour. I don't really like Adidas that much. Adidas has good cool. shoes though. I'm cool with yeah. I was about to say I'm cool with Adidas. Um, I, the Under Armour uniforms weren't bad. Um, I hate I hated like with a passion the cleats. Like my feet are fucked from Under the. Armour, I hated the I hated the shoes that we'd have to wear. Yeah, and stuff. I felt like I had no swag. They were just like clunky and just like <laughs> well, they, weren't, they weren't even comfortable. I think when I was working for the team, I got like one pair of shoes throughout the entire like three years I worked for the team that are actually comfortable. And I like ran around practicing and could like survive. Yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't like the shoes too much. I wasn't. I was not an Under Armour guy. I wasn't with it. I didn't like it. I agree. Under, I think Under Armour shoes are very uncomfortable, but they make hell of jerseys. Um, I don't think a single Adidas jersey made our top twenty. Yeah. Um, it's just there was there was a lot of good uniforms. I, I mean, the All Blacks were all right because you could barely see the tire tread. <laughs> yeah, that's true. but. I I mean, even that, like that, the all black helmets were great, uh, but the rest of the jersey, there was room for improvement, I would say. I, I only liked the all blacks because of the story behind it. We had tried to get Coach Strong to get us all black uniforms a whole year, but what I hated about it is he made us go warm up in the all green, then cut warm up short, go in, and then change. So we had to cut all of our tape off. We're sweaty. We're trying to rip stuff off. Like it was a hassle. I didn't really, I didn't like that part of it. But and then he he damn near blamed. I mean, because I mean, y'all beat UConn, but it wasn't. Oh yeah. Then we almost blew the game. And yeah, and he blamed the uniforms. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, nah. I saw that one coming. He was not happy. Well, that's just Charlie being Charlie. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's the blame the jersey's not even the, the worst uh, kind of thing. I, when he was at Louisville, there's um, when. Call of Duty was huge. Oh, yeah. 
he he blamed, he blamed the Louisville loss on uh, on Call of Duty because all the all the players were just up playing Call of Duty all night in the week preparing for a game. I love that. And there's <laughs> there's like a there's like a running uh, like story thread. So every year after Call of Duty gets released, there's an update to his record uh, after the week of. Uh, of- <laughs> so it's. That's funny. That's funny as hell. All right, guys, uh, I do appreciate y'all coming on. Um, you know, I just wanted to ask you just a couple of questions here, um, you know, of you guys. You know, that that 2016 team, you know, Chris, your your freshman year, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you got you got a lot of run in fall camp, I think. You're like, Willie was a big fan of your, your talent. Um, what, what made you go to USF and then – I don't want to, you know, throw anyone too far under the bus that, you know, yeah. already. But like, wh- when did it start to kind of change for you um, that, you know, maybe this isn't where I belong? Well, uh, you know, Coach Taggart, you know, that was that was my guy. He recruited me. He recruited me there, and I felt like when when my freshman year, when I got in the fall camp, you know, I was I was running with. Sometimes he would throw me in there with the ones just to see what I could do. And I mean, I was going. I mean, I was going against guys like Augie, Dietrich, you know, um, Hoggins, you know, Mike Love, all them guys. So that made me better too. You know, I got to watch behind Quentin that whole year. I was really close to Quentin. Got really close to him throughout the year and my years after that. And uh, I sort of knew I I didn't want to be at USF. You know, when Taggart when Taggart left, it's a funny story. I woke up. My roommate was uh, Trey Dukes, and. I woke him up. I'm like, yo, Taggart's leaving. He's like, man, shut up. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm like, nah, he's leaving. And we just sat there and looked at each other like, yo, what are we going to do? Like, we just got here. we like, all right, let's give whoever we bring in, let's give him a chance. I sort of knew, like, the culture had changed, you know, when uh, the next coaching staff came in. You know, we just didn't have that same that same energy, I would say, that same swag, in my opinion. That's when I sort of knew, like, it was, you know, going not downhill but you know it, it, it didn't feel the same to me but you know Q was there so uh he, he sort of kept my spirits up always and once Q left too you know that's when ship sailed pretty much yeah no I get it and you know uh you know on the flip side Augie you're you're you know redshirt junior going into your senior year you have a, a new coach coming in um granted you know the defense turns around your senior year uh, but did you see the culture shift? And you know, as a leader on that team, how did you try to navigate the the difference in Charlie Strong to Willie Taggart to you know Willie and then Sterling Gilbert, and try to kind of navigate that entire situation and try to keep the the ship afloat as long as possible? Well, I mean, I think when when that year came, it was kind of like whoever's coming there, like don't mess it up. Kind of was our philosophy as as players, I think, cause that, that group, I think, I think regardless of who came there, they were going to have a little bit of a fall off because I think that the, our senior year, what we graduated 2016 years, guys who've been playing since, I mean, I played as a redshirt freshman and then I didn't miss a game. And then you, you got into guys now who are backups that haven't seen the field for forever. So that, that fall off was going to happen. I think regardless, I think um, the transition was definitely different and, it was something that was very aware publicly, privately. Uh, Taggart and Charlie Strong are apples and oranges. I mean, I don't know if I use that right, but they're totally different. Yeah, you um, did. Here you go. But Strong is kind of, you know, he's old school. He's a defensive guy, and Taggart was a young, 
up and coming offensive minded guy. Those are complete opposites. So, like you said, we turned around the, the the defense and we play well. Coach BJ, fantastic coach, and we were always ready to go. We were always ready to play. I think Chris can attest to that. But yep. the the issue we had, and everyone said it, and everyone said it on thing. Sterling Gilbert wasn't a bad guy. He tried to make Quentin his system quarterback, and that just we struggled with that because Quentin, you all saw what Quentin could do. He was a backyard. Let's go get it. I'm gonna put me in the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best thing and. And Gilbert runs the hurry up quick offense and tried to, you know, transform Q into that. And and it didn't, I mean, it worked. We won 10 games, but it didn't work like it was supposed to. If you really look back the year before, defense let the offense down where we should have been conference champions. And then the next year, you know, the offense let the defense down where we should have been back to back conference champions. We should have been UCF before UCF. So it's it was definitely frustrating in the sense of that, because we came so close, USF never won a championship. And it's like, you're so close. Like, don't mess it up. We don't need someone to come in here and mess it up. And that unfortunately is, I don't know if they messed it up, but it just wasn't the best fit for what we had. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. And it, it, I think it was pretty evident in a uh, spring ball 2017 that the offense wasn't going to be the same. It was a lot of inside run and then deep shots. And that was it. Um, you know, from the sidelines, I thought, okay, there's probably some other stuff that we're just not seeing during, you know, the media allowed portions of practice, but it seemed that that was it. That was the offense. Was it, uh, is that accurate? It was inside run, um, go routes and then hitches to the sticks. Yeah, no, a lot of it, uh, a lot of it was the same thing. It was, it was repetitive, but I mean, uh, you know, they sort of, I feel like our philosophy, you know, just being in the quarterback room, it was, you know, if we if we run two plays, we should be able to be anybody with, you know, the skill set that we had. And, you know, when teams scheme you up, after after a while they're gonna figure out that inside zone and those uh you know, those three way goes that we were running. So, you know, it sort of got repetitive, teams sort of scouted us out. Then uh we struggled. We we did struggle and then, you know, during the course of the year we're trying to put in new plays and change this and change that and you know, me and Q, like, we had a lot of conversations where he's just like, man, like, just give me the ball and let me be me. He's like, just just let me do my thing. That's sort of what he always wanted. And I, he, he was very he was very vocal about it with me on the sideline, the coaches, you know. That uh that year, I mean, a lot of people probably didn't know because, you know, stuff like that doesn't get highlighted. But I was sort of Q's guy on the sideline, you know, like if something was going on, if they wanted to tell Q something, it was, hey, Chris, come here tell me and then I'll go talk to Q and I'll relay that message to him just so you know that's how sort of the communication was yeah that that seems like a, a running theme I know for like the first three months uh Sterling Gilbert was there Q called him coach Gilbertson so that was uh <laughs> I, mean, I think that was kind of the uh the epitome of, of that relationship and you know I'll tell you a quick story I after the bowl game 2017 like I went off on Sterling Gilbert after I think he ran, it was fourth and one, and he ran, no, it was third and two, ran back-to-back halfback dives, got stuffed. And I was like, all right, I'm out. This guy, is not, he is not going to be it. And I was like, fuck it, fire him. Get him the F out of here. Uh, so fall camp 2018 rolls around, and he he brings me, like the uh, Brian Seager stretch or whatever you guys call him, brings me up to Sterling. We have a chat, and he's like, yeah, man, I, you, you can't be so negative. We don't have enough fans for you to be this negative about about my offense. I'm like, well, I mean, yes, but flowers. And he's like, 
Yeah, well, I mean, look what position Quentin Flash is playing in the NFL now. Like, but yeah. greatest player in program history. You, and this isn't the you NFL. Figure it out. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I loved Coach Gilbert, like, as a person. Like, he was he was awesome. Like, you know, he, he took – he brought us over to his house a whole bunch of times, like, you know, off the field. Like, I mean, I have nothing negative to say about him at all. Like, he, he was a great dude, to be honest. He even, he even called me uh, – when he found out I was transferring from USF 2019, he uh, he called me when he was at McNeese and tried to get me over to McNeese. But, uh, you know what the issue with, uh, with a lot of it is? And I don't think Gilbert is a bad coach, but – and this is what I, I've been preaching to people is it's hard for someone to, 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 alleviate, to go away from what they know, right? You, if you've had success, it's hard, it's hard to be like – so that's why I think when Tagger became successful – that's why it was so commendable and everyone was so happy because he went off of what he what Tiger was a power guy. Mm-hmm. So he trained, he changed to be successful and what was going to be successful at USF. I don't think Gilbert was so caught up in his system because he had success in it before. And he saw Dino Babers and all these guys have success that it was, well, my offense just works this way. Well, you're at USF now. You're not at where you've been before. And that's what I think is hard in the profession of coaching is it's like, do I switch up what I know I've been successful in or do I, or do I not? Like it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope because if, because you're always going to have the what if. So if, if he would have switched up and we weren't successful, he would have been like, well, I should have ran my offense. I knew it worked. Right. And, and I think that was the way with, with so many people. And uh, even when strong got there, I think his last couple of years, it was, he had success doing it the way he did it for so long that now when it switched and it transformed over, it was like, well, do I change now or do I just keep going on this path because I know it's successful? And I think that's going to be a delicate balance. I think that's what Scott's going to have have find out real quick is that what worked at Clemson isn't going to work in South Florida. And it, some stuff may, but it's not a one – college football isn't a one-size-fits-all program, and I hate to say it, and I'd love to be optimistic and say it is if you have a system and – you, you can successfully run it. You'll win games. But that's just not how it works. I think that's why you see these young coaches flourishing because they're open-minded. And the, I think that's why Tagger got the Florida State job so fast because he showed he was open-minded into these innovative philosophies that he was going to be successful. And most coaches won't do that because they're too scared to change because they don't know uh, what's on the other side of, of the wall. Yeah, absolutely. And you, know, you were at, how long were you at Florida State with uh, Willie? I was just there for one year. One year. Uh, did you did you see anything different from, you know, his 2016, his final year at USF? Was he the same kind of person at Florida State? That was uh, it, I, know, I know it's going to be different because it, it's Florida State. but That's exactly what I'm going to say is it – you can definitely his, – his differences were definitely noticeable just because at Florida State, man, he came in the office one day and Tagger was my guy and I used to mess with him. But you could tell he was getting to him because – if you do bad at USF, there's only a couple people talking bad about you. You do bad at Florida State, you're on ESPN talking about we need to fire you. So you could tell that that got to him. And it just – when he got there and he had to hire people and do stuff like that, it was a struggle for him just because when you get to that level, you got to be the elite of the elite. And I don't know if he ever had the elite of the elite uh, at FSU. To, to be coaches, but I don't, I also, in his fairness, I, I said it uh, the day he got fired from FSU was, I don't know if he had enough time. A guy who's been deemed to turn around programs 
doesn't even get two years. So I think I think with him, there's always going to be the what if. Like, what if I had one more year? Because he's borderline on that year last year, going what eight and four, nine and three. If he just wins a couple of those close games and and then he's on the up and up. I mean, Florida Florida State, you're competing for national championships. You're not competing to go nine and three, but they were in a bad place when he took over. I think he could leave that place and say there they were better than when he found him just because he recruited so hard and he worked. He worked and recruited like he was still at USF. And I think that helped him get some good players. He never had when you get to that level too, I think you you get into the realm of uh, there's a lot of money being tossed around to these recruits. So it's hard to be a top ten, top five program in in terms of recruiting because you can't compete with Alabama and Clemson when it comes to money. Yeah. Chris, Chris uh, coming out of high school, who are you recruited by other than USF? Uh, I had Nebraska, Iowa State, Toledo. Um, those are really my, like my main ones that I was I was looking at. Did you go visit any of them? No. So uh, actually, I was so I was committed to USF for like a year and a half at, at that point, and then going into like my my visits, I called Coach Tagger and I told him I wanted to take a visit up to Toledo with a uh, Coach Candle who's up there now. He was like one of my favorite coaches as a recruit. I uh, still have a lot of respect for him. And then Coach Campbell went to Iowa State. That's when he offered me there. So I told him I was going to Toledo. And he's like, all right, uh, you know, take this one. But he's like, after this one, you know, if you want to be a bull, you know, take our visit and make it make it 100%. Pretty much, I mean, he was like, you're our quarterback for this class. We're not taking another quarterback. We haven't been recruiting any other quarterbacks. So, you know, if you want to be a bull, you know, pretty much don't visit anywhere else. And, you know, I was cool with that. I won. I won to stay home. I won to play at USF. So I was. I was cool with that. But you know, it was. I was glad I got to go to Toledo too. But looking back on it now, like I tell my brother now, like never let a coach tell you like where you can and can't visit. You know, that's what I. I sort of learned. Like I wish I would have just gotten the experience. Even even if I didn't go play at Nebraska or Iowa State, you know, it would have been cool to go see those places. Right. And your brother just committed this week, right? Yeah, he committed to Iowa uh, two days ago. Very nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the, the Tampa pipeline to the to the Big Ten is uh, something crazy. I know uh, the go Tom it. Allen's been uh, raiding Hillsborough County for the last three years. So the greatest. Like Indiana's getting good. The greatest man. Tom Allen's Tom, Tom Allen's a good coach. I told I told my brother when he got offered by Indiana, I was like, "You better take Indiana seriously." That's exactly what I told him. Look, he's gonna have, if he if he wants a big job, he'll get a big job. Best guy. He's the best man. He's the best man. I love Allen to death. Isn't Indiana his alma mater though? Uh, it's where he's from. I don't he, think he he's went from there. there. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you this though. If Chris doesn't transfer, we I probably still got a job at USF. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, are you my guy? I would have. I would have told you to say you would have had no choice. <laughs> Wait, so Chris, how different is the, the recruiting process as a transfer as opposed to like coming out of high school? It's it's honestly like so once you get put in the portal, I remember I got put in the portal and someone had told me like just make sure you're always by your phone and I I mean I was just like whatever, I'll probably have a couple schools to hit me up. So like when you're in the portal, at this point, people pretty much know like I'm not gonna go D like FBS and sit out of you. So I'm talking about D D two schools, D one double A, D three community colleges, like NA, like all these different like levels just start hitting you up, blowing up your phone, 
And at that point for me, you know, I knew I was going to be leaving Tampa, leaving Florida. So really I was, I was really just trying to look for the perfect fit, but I'd say it's, it's, it's way different being recruited, you know, at that level than FBS for sure. Sure. I mean, just the money, the money that's involved FBS compared to, you know, FCS is, you know, it's not even, it's not even comparable. I mean, I just look back on the things that like, even my roommates all asked me, uh, you know, what, what did you guys get just gear wise at USF? And, you know, we got, we're fortunate. We got a lot of stuff. And even then we were still complaining that we didn't get enough, enough. you know, you know, at, at Sanford, you know, our equipment, our equipment manager, he does more, he does more than enough for us. You know, our head coach, we literally fundraise to like get some of our gear just to like be fitted and be uniform. So, you know, you take that stuff for granted when you're at that level. And then, you know, being, being FCS now, you know, it's sort of humbling to me to be honest you know you don't have all the i'm not taking private we're not taking private planes to our away games we're taking 10-hour bus rides to virginia so you know it's it's way different (laughs) yikes yeah so this is going to be your senior year right yes sir uh you know with the entire world in flux how how strange is it for you to not know when if you'll have a, a you know a senior year season um you know, what have you been doing to kind of stay sharp? And are, are you in contact with the coaches? Every, you know, every day was it like Zoom meeting? You know, practices? yeah, yeah. So pretty much, uh, we have a Zoom meeting. We have our Zoom meeting. Uh, well, first we have group me chats. We have group me chats with our whole team and our strength coach. He sends us a workout every single day. Um, conditioning wise, it's all optional, but you know, you want to try to get that work in. Then we have meetings three times a week. Um, with our position coaches. Uh, they give us a script. I know at least quarterbacks, we get our scripts. Uh, we get our drills for for that day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's on us. You know, it's a weird time because, you know, all the parks are being shut down. So I've gone to like 10 different parks in Tampa and been thrown out, you know, multiple times. And you just go looking for another park. So, uh, you know, I, I just work out every single day. Me and, me and my boys, they have like a home gym. So I go work out with them. I'll go out. I have my little brother. Then, you know, I've been working with uh, – I've actually been working with Jordan McLeod a lot. Uh, Ray Ray, we'll go out. We'll work on some timing, some routes, uh, just little stuff like that. So I've really just been trying to stay in shape and stay ready because you never know when we go back. Like, when whenever we go back, I got to be ready, especially my senior year. This is sort of like a, a moneymaker for me, so I just got to just gotta be ready. All right. And, you know, going into this season for you, I know you split time last year. Is it kind of your job to lose or is it still splitting time? What's – what was the, you know, the, the assessment or, you know, plan heading into spring ball? Um, you know, so it's, it's always going to be a competition. Uh, me and our other guy, Liam, you know, uh, we're real close. That's my guy. So uh, last year uh, he started the first game and then started the second game, but I came in the second, um, second series and I started all the way out through there. But some, something a lot of people didn't know is I tore my hamstring in camp and then I re-tore it the Citadel game like bad so I was playing pretty much the whole year like with the torn hamstring just trying to I was like in and out of the lineup you know I'd try to not to practice for a couple days and try to practice and then try game days run and it was sort of just a game-to-game basis how I was feeling but you know it's open competition you know I feel I feel confident in myself you know that it should be my show next year so man you better win that job man ain't no competition come on (laughs) you know me Augie you know me man you know I'm you just gotta say you just gotta say what's right for the camera. <laughs> I, I, I'm re- I'm ready though, man. You know it's it's my last year, so it's all or nothing. Yeah, 
embrace it, man. The time, the time flies. That's for sure. Trust me. I still remember when I was a freshman coming, hanging out with you, Dev, and Bruce all the time, little freshmen just with the big dogs. And now look at us now. You're you're the big dog now. Uh, I'm working. I'll, I'll <laughs> Well, guys, uh, I think that's kind of it for me. I do appreciate y'all hopping on and, you know, kind of discussing the uniforms, your experience. Um, I'd love to get the uh, the reverse of all this stuff, though. Of the, I'd love to get, like, the coaches unfiltered just to to give you their side of the stories, too. I would love to. Yeah, you know, I, I texted – I was texting with Willie um, when the USF job opened and we were talking and we, we had a good phone call. Um, just talking about, you know, how he, he wants to be at the same place for the next four years. And I was excited for him, um, you know, to get the FAU job. Because uh, I, think, I think he's going to be there for a while. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to get a bigger job from there. Yeah. Just knowing yeah. what they know now, it'll be tough. Uh, I think he'll be successful there. Oh, for sure. I mean, so. South Florida, the recruiting is going to have access to down there, just like 10 minutes away from in Boca Brown. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be – and he's going to work. He's he recruits, and and in those jobs, if you can out recruit people, you got a really good chance. And he's going to work his butt off at recruiting. That's that's his thing. So I think he'll be real successful. Yeah, it'll be real good. So appreciate y'all having us. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. y'all hopping on. Um, y'all can drop off, and uh, yeah, we'll just kind of wrap up. But I appreciate it. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, and just let us know if you guys need anything. We'll we'll uh, we'll help us uh, as best we can. Well, do appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all stay safe.